It's just a creepy movie. It definitely creeps you out for sure. Somebody has to be perfect, so it might as well be. <laughs> Talk about deja vu. You live to tell the tale. You gotta think like a werewolf. It's the Slashers and Screamers Podcast. Welcome back to the Slashers and Screamers Podcast. As always, you can catch us on the socials, on Twitter at Slasher Sports, on TikTok at Slasher Sports, on Facebook and Instagram at Slasher Sports Media, and on YouTube as well. I hope you find us. I hope you love us. And if you do, if you do like the content that you're hearing, that you're reading, Give us a like, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your grandma. She's going to love hearing us. She'll love little Ricky over here. And so, speaking of Ricky, let me go ahead and introduce my co-host. You know, knowing that we were doing a movie with subtitles, I thought Rick can't read while he's also trying to see things. Say hello to the Memphis Maniac, Rick. Hello, Rick. Good evening to you. Hello. It's been a while. Had COVID. Sucked. Don't wish it on anybody. Um, But I feel a lot better. Whoa, I got Two weeks have ago. to cut that out. I mean, these people are not on your HIPAA form. That's PHI. But, yeah. But it is pretty um, pretty convenient <clears throat> that we're doing a movie about vampirism while you yourself had a case of some irreversible type of affliction. Actually, it's not irreversible at all. Welcome back, Rick. We're glad you're alive. Yeah, yeah but I think I got bit by a spider, so if I die soon, it was nice knowing you all. Well, I wish it could. You know, I wish I could say the same, <laughs> but you've been pretty insufferable this whole time. But speaking of insufferable, but it looks it looks weird. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Well, hang on. Show me. Show me. Put it on camera. Let me see. I can't. It's on my leg. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Are legs considered nudity? No, but I can't. It's you, you wimp. Just trust me. I send you nudes all the time. Speaking of sending nudes all the time. She might look like an old maid holding pennies in her ass, but she's quite the wild child. She is final girl Casey. Hello, Casey. You're you're not going to talk to me like that. (laughs) Well, why not? (laughs) Because I am a lady. Okay, well, I'll uh, I'll edit it out at the very end. No, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. And, you know, you guys are going to notice that uh, we are one light. One more on light, as the godfather of droll James is not with us this week after bragging so much. I'm always there. I've never missed. That's just like him. That was not him in studio or anything. That was me. But yeah, we uh, he might pop in. He might not. I always air towards the might not and just be pleasantly surprised if it happens. So, James, this week we will miss you dearly. Not that you watched the movie anyway. He might have. He might have. He might have. No, it's a foreign movie. He didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it does. I changed my mind. <laughs> he watched the remake. He watched the American remake while waving the, the red, white, blue behind him on his wall. The American remake that Rick and I confirmed pre-podcast, we've never yeah. seen. Neither one of you seen it. And actually, it was the first one I saw um, between the two. Um, not because... Had it, you seen this one before now? No, I had not seen this one. Um, I... Don't want to say I avoided it, but maybe if I saw eh, it's a Swedish flick, I'm just gonna be you know subtitles. I'm gonna be lazy. I just want to chill, watch a 
watch a flick. I probably didn't pick this. I don't go out of my way to see a lot of foreign films, which, you know, self-admittedly is probably not the best route because there's some fantastic ones, but I did not see this one. Until now. Until now, so. Uh, I mean, I've which, got I mean, a three-hour foreign movie that's been on my list since, like, March, and I just haven't, like, got off my ass to watch it because I know I'm going to have to focus for three hours. Well, what you movie? have to get on your ass to watch because this is the, the laziest thing that we could possibly do is just yeah that's watch fair it. it's ride my car rick it was nominated for some stuff at the oscars and performed really well at different festivals and stuff and i would like to see it but it's just really three, long. three hours three hours for any movie is a really long time for me i really don't have the attention span for that a oh, musical could Rings, be an exception so. well i mean lord of the rings yeah but like or pearl harbor's oh, three hours i've never seen that movie um, but like a musical could be an ex- inse- uh, exception, not Easy inception. <laughs> well, a lot of times the old ones have an intermission as well, which is nice. Get you a little break, go refill your drink, you know, popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with I'll that. I, I like a good musical. I love a good musical. Oh, we should do a musical on here. You know, I, I could see that. I mean, there's some, some to be done. There are. I mean, I'm, I can think of, you know, Sweeney Todd. I can think of uh, Repo. Genetic I was opera. thinking Repo. We could even Repo. do Rocky Horror. Ooh, Rocky. I'm going to pick Rocky Horror next October. Well, just hold me to it. Way, so speaking of things that we have seen lately, um, Rick, I saw your little tweet about having rewatched Halloween Kills and how it's still. Did you like it more this time? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Rick, uh, he put in the same tweet the, how much he hated it. The ultimate no, honestly, hater. No, my, my opinion didn't really change. Um, but I did like the alternate ending, actually. So I'm glad that I watched it with the alternate ending included in there. Because um, it kind of makes sense, hopefully, where Don't the third one's going to go. But but I wouldn't be spoiling anything. But, um, but yeah, my opinion didn't change at all, really. I was like, this is still kind of shit. So, yeah. I can't believe that. And it, and, like, I always they tried, I mean. I always question why people, like, completely hate things that I think are completely acceptable. And it just shows how different we are. And yeah. I mean, I think a lot of times there are underlying reasons why somebody doesn't like something that has become popular. Like those who just automatically hated The Walking Dead because it got too popular. I don't think it had anything to do with the show because the show was pretty outstanding. I think you're trying to start shit with Rick because you know no. Rick hates The Walking Dead. Well, that's just one thing. I don't think he think I don't think he hates it. I think he's just not seen it. He's self admittedly not seen it. Rick, do you hate The Walking well, I mean, Dead? I, I, no, why would I hate something I've never seen? Because you hate any time anyone recommends you something you haven't seen. I feel I mean, like I there just, are plenty I, of examples of things you hate I mean, that you haven't seen. I might watch it on my own time and be like, hey, this is awesome. Or, you know, I mean, like, I, I mean, I got to give it a chance. I gave Howling Kills a chance in theater. Twice. And I was disappointed. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it again on DVD, like, six months later. You maybe bought the be DVD? Nope. Yeah, because I want to see the alternate ending. Of course I did. Probably wants oh it for collection as well. Yeah, but if you don't like a movie, why would you buy it? Because it's Halloween. So, I mean, it's, and it's part of a collection. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's silly. To com- to complete a collection, if it's a movie you don't like, well, I, mean, I don't a, hate it. One I, I out mean, of it, many it, that he probably does, though. Look, I own all the Scrub seasons except the last one because I don't like it. I'm fine with the set not being complete. See, th- there there's the disconnect. You are fine with the set not being complete. Many people are not. If, if if I went all the way out to to buy, you know, sets that th- that means I'm a collector. 
And like whether I like it or not, it's like, you know what? It sucked, but I need to complete the set, so I'm going to go ahead and buy it and probably never watch it. I'm, I'm down with that, that line of thought. What I'm not down with is thinking that the movie absolutely sucked. And I want to get to the bottom of why you think it sucks, Rick. I need to know. I don't, think it, I don't think it absolutely sucks. It's just... You gave it a 3 out of 10. Yeah, dude, because it's just... The acting is all over the place. I don't really care for anthony michael hall being in a horror role first off um he really he was in the outer limits very good act yeah he, he was in out. breakfast club um but that's <laughs> that's, comedy, horror, comedy that's so. horrific beyond horror um i don't know man just the acting was all over the place there was just i just some of the stuff they did in the movie kind of rubbed me the wrong way um i bet i know, know one of the so. things couple scenes probably were like why the fuck is that in there did you know you didn't have to put that in there like I bet I you know, know what one of the so, scenes are. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild guess, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm guessing <laughs> this if I'm wrong or if I'm right. But the scene with the escaped guy that they thought was Michael but wasn't, and he yes, they, okay, that does not look like Michael Myers. He's not bald. He's not short. He's not fat. So how the fuck do you think that's him? Well, they Come don't on. know though. They like, don't know what he looks like. But everyone's saying that's not him. That's not him. That's not him. That's him. And then, but the mob is like fucking... the mob drowns out the few who are saying no. No, but it's just like I, I don't see how you even thought that was him to begin with. Is my point? Like he's a lot more taller than that. He's a but lot they don't more, know that. Nobody knows muscular. that. Muscular. They only know an I escaped mean, convict, and he is it. That's all I they mean, know. Tommy should know that. He should know what he looks like. He saw him when he was a little kid. Tom, Tom, he, that this was forty years prior. Yeah, but I don't think he's a fat short dude. I hope people think I looked. Uh, I hope people think I look right now like I did when I was twenty. I really hope that, but they don't. And here's the thing, though. This is a commentary. You know this is a social commentary, don't you? I mean, I recognize that, yeah. You recognize I mean, I get that, that it's... but it's... And you also have to recognize that, and I'm not going to get deep into this at all, that on the political spectrum, that comes, that type of mob mentality comes from a certain side, right? Yeah. And, it, and I can say this because it's the side that we belong to politically. Like, we come <clears> from a political side who's, who, who, constantly is looking for the next person to cancel and to pressure into things. Yeah. It, it is a mob mentality that our side does this. And that's exactly what happened here. Like the, the mob just wanted, no matter if they were right or wrong, they wanted a, a, an end to this prisoner. And at one, at some point it was just about causing the destruction rather than being right. That's, that's a reality that, you know, it, it's not so, not so distant in the past. And, you know, we're, you know, our team is responsible for that. And that happened in the movie. So I, I asked because I wondered if that was a part you hated because it's almost like looking in the mirror. Like, our team did that. Well, yeah, and then there were some things that I thought were kind of just filler and they could have, uh, you know, why did you have to have this scene? It was stupid. I could have you know, done without to the story. Um, what do you call it? Um, um, what's the tagline? Uh, evil dies tonight. I could have done without that being said a thousand times. And then the part when, you know, um, uh, Officer Hawkins is like, oh, you know, I... I used to be in love with you to Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm like, bro, really? Like, how does this, this has nothing to do with, you got to have the, you know, I just, aspect. You gotta I have just it. thought it was kind of, kind of silly, but Actually, I, I did I, like, I do like when there is the no throw, romance in the movie. I did like the throwback scenes. I did like how they did Loomis. I mean, that's pretty damn good makeup. Uh, I mean, it really does sound like him. So props to that idea. But I mean, yeah, man, it just, I don't know. I just thought, I kind of thought I was all over the place and, you know, it wasn't for me. I don't hate it, but it's not one of my favorite Halloweens. I thought I mean, you were going to be like, what, you couldn't get Donald Pleasance? Fucking losers. I mean, 
Uh, this is, and this isn't as bad as Rob Zombies. So don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Rob Zombies are the worst. I mean, that's hands down in my opinion. One the whatever the ones he made one and two are horrible. Casey, are you also so. down on the Rob Zombie ones? You know I am. We've talked about this many times. And he's gonna do the yeah. monsters, and it's gonna be terrible. The who? He's gonna do the monsters movie. The monsters, monsters, uncultured monsters. swine. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. His stupid dumbass wife is gonna be in it. Whoa, we don't talk. She's about a terrible actress. Zombie like that. Okay, I love her. I'm I, and, so and over. Let her. it be heard. Let it be heard. I'm not over Rob Zombie. I just don't like his Halloweens. I enjoy his other movies. That's fair. Um, I had a really harsh opinion, and probably still do, on part two of his until I heard some alternate theories, and so I went back and rewatched to kind of explore those theories, and I didn't hate it as much. But I still don't like it. It's still at the bottom of the totem pole for me. And that's down there with like the, the Busta Rhymes and Tyra, ba- Tyra Banks. Yeah, Tyra Banks one. Not a fan whatsoever. H2O though, second place for me. Really? Really? Maybe third. Maybe third, but okay. it's up there. Well, one and two are without a doubt, you know, the, the goats. But I love the new Halloween and Halloween Kills. Loved them both. My top two were the original and the new Halloween. That's hot. I would say the original and Halloween. And then H2O. Then two, then the new Halloween. Everyone's going to hate me, and I know it gets a lot of shit, but I like Halloween 3 a lot as a standalone movie. Um, as a standalone really... movie, it's good. Yeah. As a um, Halloween, so... it's a little baffling. But, and then four, or no, five is the one I like. I don't really care for four, honestly. But I don't really so like the old like Jamie's. Four or five. I don't, no, I don't dislike them. I just don't really care for four. I like five better than I do four. I don't like it. I don't dislike it. I just dislike it. I actually like yeah. four and five. I was scared as a kid watching them. But, you know, Rick, the reason I, you know, wanted to delve into your dislike for Halloween Kills is because we actually uh, work with someone, worked with past tense with someone. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> we work with them. Um, who also makes those judgments based on his political beliefs. And I found this, uh, I guess, association when he told me one day that he hated Jack Black. We were talking about movies, and I said, oh, I just got oh, you mean White. Human Broccoli? Is that your name? <laughs> I said, you hate <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jack Black, and um, I don't know why. And we never finished the conversation. And then later on, I, I heard that Jack Black had um, made a statement about, you know, F this guy. And the guy that I'm talking about was a big supporter of that guy. And it just made sense. I said, so you dislike someone's work based on their political beliefs. And I can't really get down with that. So I just wondered, like, if uh, if there was the same type of situation going, you know, with the guy who was pressured to jumping off the building. But, you know, I digress. We're here to talk about a film that Casey just forced on us. She just forced yep. it on us. We didn't want it. She forced it on us. And this we're is talking the second about... or third foreign film that I've picked, I think. What were the other two? Funny Games? Well, we did the English Funny Games, but um, Raw was my pick. Raw was your pick, and it was a good one. So this is at least the second. At the very least, yeah. I, I had a foreign one. Um, uh, yeah. Was... Uh, fucking, what's it called? <laughs> I was sitting there thinking brain damage. Uh, Alex. Yeah. The skull oh, fucking... What movie is that? Uh, oh, it's not... Tension. High Tension. High Tension. I knew it was something like that. Brain damage. What's wrong with me? Probably brain damage. Um, but we're here to talk about um, a film that IndieWire.com has as number two as its all-time best vampire flick. What's number one? 
I think Nosferatu was number one oh, on their list. I, I didn't. Ha- I don't have the the list in front of me. That's but fair. It is pretty fair. It's a very scary film, which has just celebrated its I don't know like three hundredth anniversary uh, from being released not too long ago. I nice. I've seen that post on SlasherSports.com. But you know, vampires got hot on the big screen back around two thousand eight, and this film was from two thousand eight. Uh, if you'll remember the first Twilight film in that franchise, uh, of course, there was some much better company with Tomas Alfredson's Swedish gothic romance here, which was a look at a 12-year-old boy and the vampire girl who befriends him. Uh, first of all, guys, where do you stand on Twilight? Casey, this seems like it's something that you would love. <laughs> okay, um, I read the books... Well, I read a few of the books in high school. I didn't finish. Wrote a couple um, of them myself. <laughs> then I actually just watched the first two movies last fall, maybe. Um, and I still have to watch the other three. Uh, okay. my I didn't ask you, have you seen them? I want to know well, if you I'm love them like you. I think you do. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, they're just silly. It's like I don't know you at all. Well, I don't get super into romance stuff, and a lot of Twilight is that. Yeah, but you like glitter. Okay, everybody likes glitter. Except, actually, no, they don't. My brother hates glitter. But glitter is a fun and delightful substance. So, the books versus the movies? Um, Fan of books? The movies are more entertaining. Um, The books are more cringy. I don't believe that whatsoever. There's it's just the way it's written it because can't it's be first-person narration. No, it's first-person narration, so it's written in every thought she's thinking. <sighs> it's okay. very cringy. Rick, what say you? Uh, just like about the general opinion of the movies, I guess. Rick's never seen those movies. Uh, no, I have. My wife read all the books. Oh, she likes okay. the movies. I've watched them. I've watched them with her, but half the time I just ask all these questions. I'm like, who's that? Why is he doing that? Is this person a wolf? Is this person a vampire? Yeah. Because you don't have so, any reading comprehension. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I, I haven't read the books, but the movies, it's, I don't really, obviously I don't care for them, but teach their own, I guess. So. Obviously. We don't know <laughs> that. I've never once seen a Twilight movie. But I haven't seen them all the way through, though, honestly. So Yeah, you end up doing the hibbity-dibbity in the middle, don't you? Well, they've all been it, on TV, so like they're well, all, those, everything's all edited out. So. Well, those wolves and vampires get you all hot and bothered. Rick's trying to go to downtown Poundtown, you nasty bastard. If we're talking about d- downtown Poundtown vampire movies, it's got to be from Dust Till Dawn, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, some some would say The Lost Boys. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some We're going to be with say. a vampire? No. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, vampires that you want to bone on screen. Not named Bella Lugosi, obviously, right? But <laughs> Well, you know, this yeah, film's Lost kind Boys of uh, anchored sure. by the chemistry of young actors. Actually, first of all, Rick, do you have a rundown for this? Or did COVID take that ability away from you, too? Uh, no, I did not. It's pretty short, because honestly, I'm... Um, you know, no offense and shout out to our Swedish listeners. If you're listening from Sweden, I don't know any of these people at all. So, um, God damn. (laughs) But yeah, we did, uh, let the right one in. It's a 2008 Swedish romantic horror film, uh, directed by Tom, Tomas Alfredson. He's best known for this. He did another, uh, thriller film called Tinker Taylor soldier spy, which I've never seen, but I heard is really good. Um, this came out on January 26, 2008 in Sweden. I don't know when it came out in America. 
Um, budget was 29 million. Or sorry, I'm reading in Swedish kroner. Excuse me. Um, 4.5 million oh my US, and it grossed over 11 million in the box office. Oh, it's raining now. What the hell? Okay, it's raining. Cool. Um, I mean, it's pretty much it. I mean, I really don't have a lot. It's 114 minutes. It's in Swedish. It was filmed in Stockholm and in Sweden. Um, anybody else know really actors or actresses? I kind of was in the dark in this one, honestly. We all were. But those young actors that you're talking about are uh, Kari Hedebrandt and Alina Leanderson. And this movie comes really close to kind of... I mean, this is something that I got from... I think this was from... Actually, I don't know where this is from. But... It says, and I quote, The movie comes this close to generating an erotic tension between its adolescent leads. Gross. I don't want to read that talking about actual children. Okay? It's a really interesting choice of words when we are talking about uh, maybe, what, 13-ish? 12, you know, in the roles. But uh, whatever. You know, the truth is, in the book more explicitly, but in the film it's still implied that Ellie was originally a young boy who was castrated at the time he was turned into a vampire. The movie's uh, synopsis and plot all kind of read that this is a, a girl who, um, I guess, befriends our our young boy. Um, you could kind of, you know, make your guesses of what she was trying to do there as she's trying to navigate life as a vampire. But, you know, she, she asks why um, he would like her or ask if he like her and if he would still like her if she wasn't a girl. So that kind of bounces around some ideas of what actual transgenderism is because this isn't it, but it's still kind of pushed as such. And you know, that works in a couple of ways. You know, she's you know she's now being a vampire and of course losing her genitalia as a young one. Uh, it's only again implied in the movie, but in the book, very explicit about what happens when she's turned at 12 years old, which I don't know if any of this adheres to the modern rules of transgenderism. I mean, we're, you know, we're not here to debate that, but it's a thought that I had. Um, but androgynous is the common word I keep seeing used to describe Ellie. And I think I'm saying that wrong, but it's Ellie. No, uh, you're saying it right. Ellie. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just that with their pronunciation, uh, and I listened for it multiple times in the film, there's a little bit more drawing out the, uh, the E in the name, but I'm doing my best. I don't speak Swedish. I bet Rick speaks Swedish, though. I do not. The only thing I know in Swedish is uh, hi, and literally means, like, hello, and it's spelled H-A-I. That's kind of cheating, though, Rick, isn't it? Because you're just saying... I'm pretty sure I know a Swedish word, and I'm going to look it up and check. I only know the chef from um, Chuck E. Cheese. The Muppets. Um... Oh, he. yeah, okay, yeah. It's just a regular chef, and... And Chuck E. Cheese, so the Muppets is a Swedish chef, isn't he? Sure. Speaking of uh, Sweden, true story, pretty much all Swedes are bilingual and Finnish as well. What do you or call vice people versa. from? What do you call people from Finland? Uh, Finnish. Huh? Finnish. I'm trying. What do you call people from Finland? <laughs> the word for end in Swedish is slut. Well, I think it's slut. Slut. But it's yeah. called slut. <laughs> I saw that in. Um, it might have been a TikTok or maybe just like an old Instagram reel. <laughs> where it was like the end of a Swedish movie <laughs> and just that pops up on screen and I don't know why it made for a without any context is really funny I'm sorry Sweden we're not trying to make fun of your language but does the Swedish awesome. chef really speak Swedish I've never like dissected that or is it just like made up it's gibberish hmm I need to watch more Muppets apparently because I never knew well there's a snowy setting in this film that underscores the prevalent isolation that uh you know defines Oscar's life and you know the mystery that kind of emerges from 
you know, the discovery of this new girl, Ellie, you know, she becomes an unexpected resource against some neighborhood bullies. Okay, this is um, kind of merging a Spielberg type of you know, sense of childhood awe with, you know, coupled with a little bit of dread of a darker world just outside of what we, you know, what we're seeing. We see this cute little girl with her big old coffee mug eyes and her dark hair, the antithesis of Oscar, who is <laughs> translucent white. Um, relatably white. Yeah, relatably to uh, Casey, final girl Casey. Um what SPF do you think he's using? If he's anything like me, we go for a hundred and kind of don't go SPF, for SPF two hundred. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Um, he's really shy too. Um, kind of shy. Yeah, well, he's, he's being like, bullied pretty badly pretended, too, which yeah. I don't think helps. And he's got some some dark some darkness on the inside of him though, and we're gonna explore that a little bit in a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, there's you know the approach to you know, the, the menacing forces that leave just enough to your imagination. One thing, if only one, that I can say about this movie is that it doesn't treat us like idiots. I mean, it doesn't overly explain the, I guess, the elementary foundation of vampirism as if it was, you know, a, a new concept to us. It doesn't go out of its way to say, hey, vampires can't be in the sun or vampires don't like garlic. They yeah, no it. silly tropes. Exactly. And then I love that about this movie. You know, uh, Tomas Alvertson, you know, displays a really good ability to use these suggestive details about what vampirism is. Um, you know, and I guess in contrast, you know, between her crazy powers, which she obviously has that, you know, you see in some of the, you know, some of the kills versus this innocent face that she has. And, you know, it maintains it maintains a level of very violent possibilities. Almost like, uh, you know, the the dinosaur, the little raptor in, in Jurassic Park. You know, Wayne Knight's, I, th I think it was the Wayne Knight scene, where he's, you know, Newman, uh, where he's face-to-face -face with this cute little, cute little raptor, and then all of a sudden, it just turns into the most horrific little creature and then devours him, I think. I don't, I don't remember. It's been too long. But that's what this is. Ellie is that little raptor, and she's, you know, just adorable until that stomach starts growling, you know? Well, I think, like, the... And two, like, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but like the setting, like it's, you know, cold and a bleak kind of, you know, like morose setting to the film, too. So it kind of like gives you, an, it gave me, and I haven't watched it in a while, but it gave me kind of a feeling of dread a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. Like I mean, kind you, of, you see that, you know, though, what's going to happen type, you know? You see the filters and you're like, oh, gosh, this is just like the most bleak thing that could be on my screen right now. And, you know, you're still kind of drawn in, though early on there's not a time where i felt bored watching the movie but i did not feel any kind of uptones watching the movie i love it though um you know some of the things that we talk about with those silly tropes you know with vampirism is uh when ellie tells oscar you know i'm 12 but i've been 12 for a long time and they never really go into oh well, by the way i'm immortal um Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll live forever as long as I as long as I feed on blood. They, they don't tell us that; they just imply it, and we just know. But you know, there was a um, sorry, had to step away because I got two guinea pigs over here um, making the you have guinea pigs. Yeah, I had to get two more. Send pics, huh? Send oh, we'll picks. yeah, send pics. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. Post them to the page. Let's meet our new friends. We celebrated Wicked's birthday on our social media. Yeah, let's meet your we, guinea we couldn't pigs. Celebrate, couldn't celebrate Rick's cat Luna because he decides to keep that shit in secret. 
Like he, it was the day before too. Yeah, I forgot. My bad. Sick of your shit, Rick. I really am. I know all y'all's birthdays. You know all of our birthdays. I don't. I know, know your birthday. I know Rick's birthday. I think I know your kids' birthdays. Oh my God, that's creepy. <laughs> I just remember. <laughs> no, I know it's creepy. I just remember dates like that. Well, she says she remembered it, Rick. She didn't say there's a shrine on her walls. <laughs> that's let's, gonna... hope, let's hope not. Maybe she's probably got yours next to a dartboard. But you know, there is uh, <laughs> something about this film that you know. Two years later. Matt Reeves decided, hey, you know what we need in this world? A remake of Let the Right One In. Why? Two years later, does this happen? Why so yeah. soon? Yeah, they could have given it some time. What well, kind of like gave in me... between the two things? Yeah, they, I mean, shit. Let, <laughs> let a term of presidency go by or something. Just like, let, let the World Cup go by. <laughs> Just things that happen, you know, every four years. That's your marker. If you haven't seen... The Olympics. Yeah, the Olympics. But keep them separate between summer and winter so you don't fuck up. Yeah, Tony Hawk, like, Tony Hawk hasn't been featured exclusively and extensively on your TV twice. Then it's not time to do a remake yet. Is he in the Olympics? I don't know. We <laughs> no, should only just I, now be doing No, he's in the X Games. Whatever, he was probably in those two. But... It wasn't, the skateboarding was an Olympic sport until last year. Oh. Oh. Rick knows because he started training for it last year. Hey, I still want to learn how to skateboard so bad, y'all, for real. Like, yeah, you're going to break a hip. I don't care. I want to learn. Well, that's going to be because of age. But no, I was going to say, normally remakes, like, they give some time to make one. They're not like, oh, two years later, let's let's remake it. Well, you know, in this remake, they, they did a couple of things differently. Um, There was, first of all, we talked <laughs> about the, uh, I don't know if dichotomy is the right word, but we've got Oscar, who is very... Uh, pale-skinned, white hair. I don't even want to say he's blonde-haired. He just has white hair. And then you've got the girl, Ellie, with, you know, the dark features. Still kind of pasty on the skin, but, uh, you know, dark eyes, dark hair, um, just a dark aura, I guess you could say. And then in the remake, you have the girl, who I don't remember the character's names, but played by Chloe Grace Moretz. She has the blonde hair. The boy has the dark features, but the girl is still the vampire in this film. I think it works better for the girl to be, like, dark and mysterious looking as a vampire. And I know that's, like, pretty traditional, but I just think it it works better. Well, there were some things that are a little a little bit noticeable if, uh, if you really jump into it and look on the remake. The boy is not quite as innocent as Oscar in, in this one. Oscar is, he wants to do things. He has a fantasy of doing things. I mean, he's just, you know, melancholy just to, to the core. But the boy in Let Me In, which is the remake in 2010, he's actually pretty violent. Like, he, he would act on these things. Um, really? Is, yeah, just a small difference um, in, in the two. Yeah, that is, that is different. Yeah, I'm not saying that he did went out and did things. I'm saying that he would do these things. Um, right. But, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, Oscar in the 2008 film. Um, he, he keeps a, uh, a scrapbook of, you know, newspaper crime reports. And, you know, he's got a knife in his hand pre- pretending that this tree is, uh, you know, one of the bullies who's messing with him at school and he's stabbing him up. Um, but, you know, if there's ever a time to turn a vampire into a baby face, <laughs> uh, it's when they're less violent uh, bully children as the heels. So if, if if there's any way to, I guess, feel good about there being a vampire, it's when you've got school bullies. Because those are really the, the, the heels of society. What say you? 
heels is a wrestling term for villain, dear listeners. Thank you, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> that is how I know, though. I think Rick knows. I do not really know. No, guys, can, sorry. Can you guys hear these fucking guinea pigs in their cage? No. No. You can. I would like to. Like, are you hard yeah, of hearing? Well, I, Casey, that's a terrible question for you. Rick, are you hard of hearing? I mean, code might have taken away. I don't know. <sighs> I think it only took your smell and your taste. I don't think it takes your hearing. I mean, my volume, my volume's like literally past fifty percent. I can't hear any guinea pigs at all. Okay, whatever. But you know, Oscar, he may as well like, or he may well be a serial killer in the making. Um, but he also wants, you know, love from his estranged parents. I mean, he he meets. I guess what you could call an emotional counterpart in, in Ellie. Definitely. And first of all, They're... let's talk about how great these two kids are. I don't see these as two child actors. These are two, like, very grown-up actors played by children. Yeah, incredible performances on both sides. And Ellie, she's, you know, the mysterious girl who's always, I guess, exempt from school attendance. Cold doesn't bother her. Again, something that doesn't have to be explained. But Rick, let's talk about how you feel about Oscar and Ellie. Do you like their uh, their performances? I mean, yeah, for for kids that are, well, I mean, they were kids at the time, obviously, well, teenagers. But for them to play pretty serious roles, I mean, I think they both did a really good job. Um, I know I wasn't that mature at 12 and 13. You're not that mature right now at 30. But, uh, you know, the, these True two story. outsiders, you know, they initially bond over a Rubik's Cube. And that, that's kind of the telltale sign that this is uh, probably in the 80s. Have you ever solved a Rubik's Cube? I still haven't yet. I'm still trying. I had this in my notes to ask you guys. <laughs> Final Girl Swords can do a Rubik's Cube. No shit. Yeah. Swords, we need I'd... video evidence. I've never done it. I'll get him to send it to me, and I'll post it. Uh, we can post it on the Slasher Sports page. Yeah. Hey, listen. I'll speed that thing up and like do a, a you know condense it to a minute, and wa- we'll watch and be amazed. I've not even solved now. those little, we'll those have little it triangle in the next peg eight to games. Ten business days. <laughs> well, have you guys ever um, like beaten the little peg game on the table at Cracker Barrel? Not that peg game, Rick. Only if I Google how to do it on the internet. Yeah, I've never. No, I've never. I don't think I've ever beaten it. Yeah, same. I played the yeah. checkers though. I played the big ass checkers game. Did you the, win? The ones where you got to pick it up with both hands. The one outside, whatever, by the rocking chairs. Yeah, I played that. But hey, probably beat this old man with dementia out there just waiting with for it. his his final his final battle so he can go meet the Lord. And you get <laughs> his and you final battle being at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> that did y'all know it. those rocking chairs are. Uh, are zip tied and they have like locks on them so no one can steal them the final bosses level cracker barrel checkers this is crazy <laughs> somebody would steal a rocking chair at cracker barrel it just blows my mind people steal anything that's not nailed down yeah and rick knows because he tried to take off with it and <laughs> it jerked him back when <laughs> when he got too far yeah went and i went two seconds prank. to sunday after that hmm. what does that mean just an expression google it. it damn rick billy what does that mean <laughs> I don't even know. I just nodded and smiled. Y'all never heard that? Never. Hold on. I'll Google it since Rick won't tell us. Two seconds from Sunday? Is that what you said to me? No, I said two seconds to Sunday. Dear Lord, forgive me. Yeah, because the other one is just, you know. Okay, I don't think this is a saying because when I Google it, the only thing that comes up is four or five seconds by Rihanna, Kanye West, and Paul McCartney. Well, that's what he meant. Rick, are you out here making up sayings on the show? No, I meant to sound smart. To Sunday, my bad. 
Is it 12 ways to Sunday? No, from, it means looking at something askew. It was a term in the mid-1800s. I looked it up, and that is an expression. The one that he said, or the one that I said? Or you yeah. can say six ways Two ways from to Sunday. Sunday. Hmm. I've never heard any of these things. You've never Maybe. heard six ways from Sunday? No. You just said two. He now said I'm it's mad. also six. Now I'm just mad. Question. If you were turning into a vampire... probably even say, like, if it's hot outside, it, if, it's like hotter, if it's like hotter than a whore in church, I'll probably never even heard that either. I have heard that. Okay. Well, but it's you. not one that I say. I have been that. What do you say, Casey? What do you say when it's super hot outside? It's hot as fuck. <laughs> I say it's I hotter than who like... shit in the ditch. <laughs> yeah, I don't say that exactly. Um, but <laughs> no, I'd probably just say it's hot as fuck. I'm not a big expression gal. <laughs> I'm a huge expression guy. And I'd never <laughs> heard Rick's before. All right, I'm going to ask you guys one more time. And Rick, if you interrupt me, I'm going to punt you off a bridge like Jack Black on Anchorman. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if you were turned into a vampire, at what age would you hope it would happen? Uh, 20. Why? I, pe- I peaked in hotness when I was 21, so I would be frozen there. 20 years old for me. Rick, Same what is reasons, your Rick? reason? Yeah, because I could live out pretty much a lot of good years of my life and then be like, oh, cool, I'm a vampire now. Like, I could still Billy, be a kid. You're an okay. adult at 20. Billy, what would you do? I'm thinking 32. I think 32 is where I peak. I was at the height. Of, well, you know, it wouldn't matter because as a vampire, I can just completely wreck people's shit. But felt like I was at the peak of my athleticism. I still felt like I was pretty smart at 32. I've only gotten dumber since then. But I feel like 32 was like the magic number. Like I was training in uh, judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu for, you know, that that's about when I stopped training. So it's obviously the height of my knowledge. But again, as a vampire, I don't need any of that because, you know, I can just jump off buildings and just sink my teeth into people's necks. Good to still have hobbies, though. Yeah, it's good Even to still if have you're hobbies. a vampire. Absolutely. Um, I enjoy that none of us knew each other at these ages. That's also why I wanted to be frozen, um in time back then where I wouldn't have to know that either one of you, but it's, it's really interesting how experiences as a vampire will differ. You know, presumably your body remains in the form that it was when you were infected. And I guess it depends. Um, you know, Dracula aged in some of the versions, other versions, um, don't really specify, but if Ellie had been 12 for a long time, as she says, then she must've been 12 when she was bitten or infected. Uh, that makes me, you know, think that you're now set to live the life of a 12 year old for eternity eternity sucks it sucks so bad because what what are we all really looking for in life you know just here to have a good time you know um consensually touch each other's private parts and that's not cool 12 at all so yeah you're kind of damned for for life why couldn't you wait until i was a mature human physically and obviously up top as well so i could at least make it believable i don't know kind of sucks i don't know why i thought about it that deeply when i was watching the film but being a 12-year-old vampire would fucking suck. Yeah, I wouldn't pick 12 as the age I would regress yeah. to. No, not at all. I think Kirsten Dunst was only 10 or 11 when she did an interview with a vampire as well. Just thinking another example of like actually using a young person to portray a young vampire. Was she 12 or so or whatever uh, in the in the role as well? Like not just the um, actress, I, but the character? No, I think the role she was older, I think. But not much. Um, Couldn't have been much. I don't think. she's. She was still like a child vampire, though. So, like, I don't think it had been long, but she was older than who she was, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, vampire lore, which has kind of held its ground in pop culture, um, you know, even pre Bram Stoker, it kind of had an upswing at the time of you know, this film's release. And I'm really glad that somebody had it in him to put something out that's a little darker than those goddamn Twilight films. Okay, I mean, such the, a hater. I, I am, and I, I don't really have a reason. I just hate the fact that they turned this thing into a beauty contest. There's all this, bleh. like, I don't care about the, I guess, the, the new heartthrob actors and actresses. That's why I hate the superhero flicks now. Uh, like, but Kristen you, Stewart is right there. Wait, Billy, what's, what, I'm just curious, what superhero flicks do you not like? All of them. Of, probably whatever. all of them. Yeah, uh, I would really? say probably all of them. Oh, so you're not, you're not, a, you're not like a Marvel person, DC person, nothing? Do you really Absolutely. see that lifestyle for him? Absolutely not. There, there's one that gets a pass, and it's the older Batmans. The Adam West ones? Uh, well, or like that, newer than that? Uh, newer than that. I'm talking um, Michael Keaton, uh, Christian Bale, between those. Well, you don't like like Avengers or like Iron Man? You're but, really again, not getting I, this, huh? I, I know who they are. I do not like them. Well, I thought I was the only one. Damn. Glad, glad I'm not. Because I really don't give a shit about any of the Marvel movies whatsoever. I think I'll don't start giving them a shot. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not a, like, I'm not, I can tell you anything about the first Iron Man. I think there's three. Billy, really, um, did you just say that because Rick said <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious. I don't care for the Marvel movies. Yeah, I'm not seen... questioning you at all. Uh, I'm questioning Billy. <laughs> now, DC, that's a different you. story. Is it? What is the What is the other story, Rick? They're all the same. <laughs> There's just a different stamp on the movie box i mean yeah but i mean i like the i like batman so i like men in black tights shut up rick you you probably like men in black three what was wrong with men in black three who was in men in black three is that the one with uh josh brolin will smith, will smith wasn't even in it was he not there wasn't a one i'm thinking of men in black international maybe tommy Lee jones wasn't in it there was one where Josh Brolin plays a young Tommy Lee Jones character. I think it's the third one, I think. Okay. Well, I saw it. Didn't love it. But no. I mean, um, you liked Halloween Kills. I do like Halloween Well, So much drama right now. Well, yeah. But here's the thing. My problem with superhero films is the same problem that I have with the WB channel. Is it WB? The CW. Uh, CW. CW, yeah. The, the casting is not for acting chops. It's for eye candy. There's not a single normal looking, and that's what super, that's what made them superheroes. Their antithesis was, you know, the alter ego was normal Joe and normal Jane. Okay, not super athletic guy that's already damn near a superhero himself, but no, a school nerd like a Peter Parker or you know like a, well, Batman is uh, one of the the few that's different. Um, the Hulk. A scientist who probably couldn't fight his way out of a paper bag turns into the Hulk, somebody that's completely unstoppable. That's the whole point. But when you get these not normal looking people and you cast them into alter ego of superhero roles, it just becomes like, well, it's just great things happening for already well-to-do people. I, I can't really relate to that. I related to the original Peter Parker. He's just a nerd who, you know... Like the Tobey Maguire, like the comics. To yeah, Tobey Maguire, exactly. I love Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker. That's my favorite one as well. And the original yeah, one that was it. like the shitty, the <laughs> shitty graphics and stuff. Um, but yeah, that that's that's my problem. I, I hate the casting, and that's why I can't get down with it. Billy hates hot people. Spread the word. I hate hot people because 
I hate hot actors because they get cast just because they're hot. I mean, let's be honest. Did did Miss Marvel really look like Brie Larson in the comics? I'm sure she didn't. I don't know. I, re- I really don't know. Well, I actually, I can tell you no, because nobody looks like Brie Larson, Daddy. Nobody. But, but no, I see your point. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, sorry. did Scarlett Johansson really look like Black Widow? No. I mean... Wait a minute. I thought she was a different character. She's two characters? Isn't she somebody uh, in one of those Avengers or that's Black Fan- Widow. Fantastic Four? That's Black Widow. No, she's not in Fantastic Four, but she is in the <clears throat> Avengers. She's Black You're thinking Widow. Jessica Alba's in Fantastic Four. Oh, shit, I am. My bad. Well, hey, Ben Affleck was Batman and uh, Daredevil. That's some bullshit. Daredevil was horrible. It just makes me so mad. How do we get onto this? Oh, because of Twilight, those fuckers. Well, Bob Pattinson's playing uh, Batman now, and that's cool. Kristen Stewart's done a couple of things that I've actually liked. Um, she was in some film that had a kaiju at the end. Can you guys think of that? what that movie is? One where she has like kind of short hair? She's like super hot. I personally cannot. Damn, I'm going to have to find that one because it was actually pretty good. Um, I like her a lot. So again, jumping back to why this remake was only made two years after the original, it makes me think of another film that we reviewed, Funny Games, uh, a near shot-for-shot remake where Let Me In isn't really shot-for-shot, uh, but not a lot of time between the original and the remake. Don't really dig that. Give it time to run, because honestly, this film didn't need a remake. I mean, it, it, even though it's a you know full-blooded um, love story, it's coming-of-age love story, I guess, um, it's, a, it's really moody, but sometimes just a gross horror tale all right it factors in some mythological elements you know you got the the scorching sunlight uh the sleeping coffins which in this case is a you know a makeshift bathtub really bad body odor which you know that could be any of us um and then there's the necessity of an invitation before a vampire may enter your home hence the title i do wonder at what point vampire flicks you know abandon the wooden stake through the heart but you know, th- there are some other omissions from this. There's no fangs. I didn't see any fangs on the little girl. Did you? Mm, I don't think so. No. But no, and, and and nobody's turning into bats either. So that's good. Um, no, there was just blood around her mouth at one point. It didn't show any like weird teeth situations. Yeah, I think our okay. Uh, but the question though is, oh and I'm probably just, I guess there's not any other way. Is a stake through the heart literally the only way you can kill a vampire? No, there was the sunlight, the... There, there was the cross, like you could like show them. A... Okay, I, I, I... that's what I thought. I was like... I remember seeing okay. one uh, Dracula movie, and I don't remember which one, because there were probably a ton of them. There were more Dracula films than there are Amityville films, but I'm pretty sure the guy killed him by showing him a tire iron, like a four-way tire iron, and he just melted into into ash. That's and that crazy. was like the anticlimactic ending of the film that I watched. But yeah, there there are more than one way. Now I, I guess some are repel, some things are repellents, and then others are like kill shots, like the stake through the heart, or garlic. the garlic thing. I guess yeah. I think that's more of a repellent. I don't know if there's something that. Well, you know what do they do in the Lost Boys? They they put some some holy water into a like water pistols. Yep. I thought that yeah. was kind of kind of creative. We should really watch that one. We really should. We could talk about the biggest sex appeal of any movie character of all time. We well, should watch, the, top we should watch uh, we should do Monster Squad too. Monster Squad would be Monster great. Monster Squad has not aged yeah. well. Oh, has it not? They say the F slur like one million times in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to show it to an ex like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago. We sat down to watch it and like within the first 15 minutes, it was an obscene amount. 
I remember and it was kind of like, oh, as a little kid, I didn't know what this meant, so I just kind of glossed over it and didn't think about it. Yeah, it was as synonymous with idiot when you were <laughs> when you were growing up. And like, no, this like, is before I knew what much. that word was even. I forget there are like three generations between us. But in England, it has a totally different true. meaning. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, totally um, different. So does Fanny. You don't say Fanny in England. Oh, hey, don't no. say that. We've got we've got British listeners. <laughs> fanny face over here but you know this is a bona fide horror flick okay no matter what you think about it it is a bona fide horror flick with uh you know solely on the grounds of the violence that you know is routinely put onto oscar by his classmates there are a couple of scenes and there the that, murder stuff yeah and then there's the murder stuff that you know comes you know later on when some of those bullies kind of get their comeuppance you know and uh, we don't want to talk about the final well, the, the final scene, scene next to the bridge or whatever yeah, un- or under the bridge uh, with uh, yeah, under the bridge, yeah. ridiculous. So I mean, yeah, this is a bona fide horror flick. Um, but there's also some, you know, some touches of dark humor, which you know you'll find at the beginning of the film with you know uh, Ellie's feeding methods. Uh, her, I guess, companion, the, the older guy, is you know, he's kind of you know trying to help her collect some blood, and you know he's doing all the dirty work. He's spilling stuff left and right, can't get a kill right. There's a, a dog coming up, interrupting everything. He spills more of the blood on the snow than you know than he collects in the little water jug. Maybe not funny, but still humorous. And then yeah. Ellie, you know, she attempts to do the dirty work herself, but she's not any more resourceful than him. So I thought it was really interesting. We never get to see people struggle with their vampirism. It's like they just kind of turn and you know become perfect killing machines. But not here. There's some some real flaws to the method, even as Ellie has been a vampire for. You know, a countless number of years now. So, of course, it's only going to be a matter of time before she's got to skip town again. And throughout this this entire film, you have to think that maybe Oscar is, you know, he's on the casting couch for this new accomplice. Because Ellie's lost her accomplice. So, is she really... I think she feels weird about it, though. You think that she's conflicted? Yeah, I think there's definitely an internal struggle. Yeah. Like, she needs him, but maybe she knows what's in store for him? Yeah. And she cares for him. Of course. Very clearly. I mean, if I was a shy, quiet dude, always getting the shit beat out of me, you know, I'd want somebody to have a friend that would stand up for me, but she turns out to, you know, be a vampire. But at the same time, like, I can see why she's like, who else does this guy have? You know what I mean? Like, I'm on suck. <laughs> well, one victim does escape from her, and that kind of puts things into into motion, I guess, into outing ellie um you know the the victim that escaped you know starts slowly turning into a vampire herself before meeting a very fiery death which was one of my if not my very favorites in the film uh, she asks me too um, yeah she, she asked the guy to open the window or open the uh, the curtain in comes the sun and she just completely bursts into flames there's no slow i guess you know lights up slow burn it's immediate i mean like i that thing with the sunlight, is it like a slow burn or is it an immediate thing? Or do we even know? Like, is it up for interpretation? You can like, probably correct me on this. Everything I've seen has been kind of throughout the whole spectrum. I've seen like, you know, the, the curtains open is like, oh, no, don't don't open those. I don't like yeah. to be in the sunlight. <clears throat> and it's, you know, just moments where they're oh, OK, I'll close the, the curtains. And this time there was no time to close the curtain. Like she was in flames Within right. Seconds. This guy lit up another, like a paper towel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah another times I've seen like other times I've seen like oh I can't be in the sunlight because I'll get burned and it's not like they immediately go up in flames they get out of sunlight and they're fine you know what I mean. Well, in so. Twilight they sparkle. Oh, 
I knew there were going to be a comparison or two down the road. <laughs> you brought up the Twilight movies. I thought it was in the past. I thought it was in the past. I was wrong. Not done. Hmm. But you know, the scene in the tunnel might be my favorite if it's not the spontaneous combustion. Um, the scene in the tunnel is icky. Very icky. But you've also got the guy falling from the building, which was the, the, the companion, you know, where his head or maybe his shoulder hits the structure and he bounces away from it. That was really, um, it wasn't graphic, but when I saw the thud, I definitely cringed. And then there was the kill that made me think of Rick. And I hope it's, uh, Rick, I, I don't, I don't hope for your demise. Okay. Let me be very clear. I do not hope. I hope you are well and, and good long after I'm gone. However, when you do meet your demise, I hope there is a whole gang of cats who just <laughs> pile up on you and rip your juggler out. I think it's going to make a really good obituary. It'll be an interesting eulogy from someone. Hopefully the, the owner of the cats. I'd rather it be cats than be like, you know, in slugs or the movie Ticks and go out that way. That would suck. See, there's always a silver lining, Rick. Yeah. I figured Rick liked that scene, though. The, or eating, the or eating the stuff and dying by eating the stuff. That would be horrible. Oh. You know, sadly, Let the Right One In is uh, probably going to be best known to American audience as maybe a casualty of Hollywood's obsessive need to remake films. And I'm not against remakes. I'm against remakes when the original was completely fine. If you want to update some things from an old film, great. You know, technology changes, lingo changes. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, the original Romeo and Juliet with, you know, the Leo and Claire Danes one. Claire Danes? That doesn't sound right. Is that her name? Claire Danes Claire... is right. Okay. No, I like that movie. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but you see Bob what Lerman I mean by how movies. different they are. Yeah. Again? Boz Lerman makes beautiful movies. The director. Yeah. I've, I've, I've got no, I've, I was trying to think of, you know, a bad example of uh, one of his films and no, I don't really have anything I've hated. But you see the differences between the original and that one. You know, very updated. Sure. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be that. But in order to remake a movie, there has to be some sort of progress in technology or in the world in general. What did the remake let me in? What purpose did it serve in updating Let the Right One In? Except for the... You're the one who can speak on that because Rick and I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I guess I mean... my question is more rhetorical. Um like why two years later a remake? Yeah, why two years bring later? Anything with, with new to the table? Nothing at all. The only thing that was updated was when they the changed language. the title, which was weird. But I think the title. Correct me again if I'm wrong. You know, I don't know how to read. Um, was the title of the book "Let Me In," or was the title mm. "Let the Right One In"? Kinda I thought like it was one. "Let the Right One In." Sure. But... Well, they were my the... theory. Let me see. I thought it was one of those Willy no, Wonka slash right Charlie in. and the Chocolate Factory yeah. situations. The book has let the right one in as well. Damn it, that makes me so mad. But they do this to every halfway decent movie, um, as well as horror film in sight. Um, you know, why they'd want to film it, you know, of course. It's, it's haunting, romantic, if you like that kind of shit. But, you know, it's much deeper in, I guess, exploring of child psychology than, you know, it might appear mm. But, I mean, I, I just don't think there's room for improvement. And I, and I do think I mean, that they, they failed to improve Because you enjoyed it. this one so much? Or? I enjoyed this one. There, there, was nothing, there was nothing that could have been improved with the story. I guess if you had more explosions, maybe Bruce Willis come in, flick a cigarette or something. I don't know. No, th th there was nothing to improve in this film. And either way, 
the remake failed to improve it. As much and as I love, love Chloe, Chloe Grace, Grace Moretz, I love I was Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> I absolutely was love her, and it's and it's one of those things where it's like not a, an eye candy thing. It's like I genuinely enjoy her work as an actress. She, by God, is the next Meryl Streep. I've said it once. I'll say it again. You've said she'll it several in, times. She'll she'll be in the remake of The Devil Wears Prada. Hopefully, she's in the remake of The Devil Wears Nada also. But okay. mainly. <laughs> that's a real movie you know i hope uh, uh i'm not surprised by that actually it, it is it's, it's not like a hardcore type of thing it's one oh, of those it's still silly ones. oh yeah it's like it's something you kind of tip your hat at when you see it on the tv <laughs> uh like the the guy on your tv so like, okay well done not gonna watch it till later but um <laughs> <laughs> thank you but yeah there's no room to approve this one um we need to do uh the pastor <laughs> yeah, we could do Velocipaster or Thanksgiving. God. Okay, guys. Or Sharknado. I would love to do Sharknado. I mean, yeah. we, we can even do Sharknado as like a, um, what do you call it? Like a, the, the entire saga. We don't have to do just one. We could talk about all eight of them in one episode. I have enough opinions per movie to create oh. full episodes. Well, by God. how? Okay, <laughs> well, then let's stick to the, the original format. But hey, let's go ahead and get our final thoughts out before we talk about critic reviews. Pickle Rick, what did you think of Let the Right One In? Uh, I mean, I've, I've always liked it. Obviously, I haven't seen the, the U.S. version, so I can't really compare it um, based on what you've seen. But yeah, I think it's a great story about friendship and love and someone sticking up for somebody and growing up together and, you know, um, kind of just life in general. Um you know, I don't know how the last the last scene is in the remake, but in the original, you know, it's kind of like a love story in a way, sort of, kind of. Came to the rescue, you know, didn't but, you? Um, but yeah, I haven't seen the new, I haven't seen the up the U.S. one, so I, I don't know what the difference is. But but you've seen enough though. You've seen this one, and that's really all you need. Now, if you want to, yeah. you know, hop over and watch the the 2010 one, by all means, do so and uh, compare contrast think you'll be pleasantly surprised that the older holds up a whole lot better than uh the new one so casey your final thought um i love this movie i picked this movie um this this might have been billy on my when we first started the podcast a year ago a little over a year ago happy birthday podcast happy birthday um we each made a list of 10 movies that we would be interested in doing i think this movie was on that list um, but this is that. one of my favorites. It is almost definitely my favorite vampire horror movie. Um, I can't think of another one that I enjoy more than this one. Um, but I think it's a beautiful, well-made movie, um, that brings out actual like emotion, which is not something I experience so often in a horror movie, like heartstring emotions. Obviously I get scared, but I think this does a w- good job of being like, a very innocent and subtle romance movie without being like a romance movie. You know, I think it walks a fine line. Yeah. It feels like uh, it's a vampire flick with, with romance rather than like twilight. It's a romance film with vampires and werewolves. Agree. I agree. Thank you yeah. so much. Do the critics agree with us and the consensus? The critics really like this movie guys. This is one of the highest that we've had. It's 98% fresh Good with Lord. critics, I know, and 90% with audience. So that's not a huge uh, disparity. 
Um, but clearly, the critics like this movie. Um, again, not something we see so, so often in horror movies. Uh, we had a good review that said this film is peculiar in all the ways it should be, and it's one that is exquisitely imagined. By the time the credits roll, let the right one in really sinks its fangs in, and you are happy it did. And I actually don't have a bad review because, like, almost all of the reviews of this movie are fresh, and I didn't dig through, like, pages upon pages to find a bad one. That's amazing. Did you say 98 on Rotten Tomatoes? 98 from critics, yeah. Oh, what's the overall score, like, audience score? The audience is 90, which is still great. That's still, yeah, that's, wow, banana. It's a really good movie. I love this movie. I'm glad people agree with me because sometimes you love a movie and people do not agree with you, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm familiar. I am yeah, very Billy's familiar. Yeah, Billy's well aware. <laughs> well, guys, I uh, guess we can go ahead and put a knife in this one of uh, this episode of Slashers and Screamers. Again, if you're enjoying our content, and we really do hope you are, Please give us a rating on your preferred podcast site or app. Make sure to follow our socials and be ready for next week's episode. You're going to find the trailer on TikTok and Instagram probably at the beginning of the week, maybe towards the middle. Try to give you a little bit of time to get this episode in and processed and complained about and shared. But for Final Girl Casey, for the Memphis Maniac Rick, he hate me, I am Billy Graves. This was... Slash is a special podcast, but we will catch you in the gag.